Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is What Has Happened to Our God-Given Freedoms? We've been talking a lot about the COVID-19 crisis, and I'm sure we're going to continue talking about that. And tonight is related to. But I'd like to take just a step back and think about you know, has there been a general assault on our freedom, say, in the last 20 plus years? And I will say that the answer is definitely yes. When we look at the suggestions being made in the mainstream media or fake news, we see things like, oh my gosh, we might have to lock down for two years, or as we pointed out amply, Bill Gates is saying, maybe we could start laxing up or easing up in the summer, you know, in June or July. And what's to keep from saying that anytime some situation comes up or there's a recurrence in the fall or some other quote-unquote emergency, the same thing won't happen again. So this kind of attack on our God-given freedoms, is this something that is new? And we'll have to say no. Recently, um, a very interesting interview occurred on the 700 Club with Pat Robertson of William Binney. He is a 30-year former employee and actually the security uh, director of, or was the security director of the National Security Agency, or NSA. I would say that's the top spying agency in the United States. He indicates that there are 40,000 employees just at Fort Meade, which is in Maryland, not so far here from Harper's Ferry. Well, it's probably about, you know, 70 miles or something. And additionally, there's some 100,000 plus employees throughout the world and contractors. That is crazy. So what does the NSA do, especially since 2001, and why did William Binney quit? Let's look at this clip, and we're going to look at several clips from this interview and see what he has to say. Well, now, now you said, a... now, you've said that the ultimate goal is total population control. In a democracy, that is really scary business. It's actually a totalitarian process that's been used down through history. I mean, that's what totalitarian dictators, states, they, that's what they want to do. They want to know everything about the population so they can control it. That was the idea behind the Soviet Union, the East German Stasi. That was their idea. And the Gestapo and the SS and down through history, many others. Is our stuff more powerful than those agencies you mentioned? Yeah, unfortunately it is. Uh, that's. That's the real the real problem I see is that it's the capacity is when you're looking at electronic activity of individuals like when you use your credit card or when you uh, uh, when you make a phone call or email anybody on the on the internet or or do chatter on the internet that can be monitored in near real time if the if the necessary otherwise they can capture it collect it store it and then retroactively analyze it so. It's something that uh, it, it provides the opportunity to monitor everybody in the country, in fact, most everybody in the world, uh, in near real time throughout the day. And that's, that's really, uh, 
a, um, 1984 on steroids, really. So we can see in the clip that he's saying that the goal is total population control, just like the Stasi during, you know, World War II, the German security agency, and that the tactics are the same that the KGB and the Russians were using, and that's why he quit. So this has been going on now through the Patriot Act, so-called, for now almost 20 years, and that act is still in effect. It's supposed to be catching terrorists, but the reality is they're using it to monitor all of us United States citizens. So clearly, you know, this is a violation of our First Amendment rights, and it's clearly unconstitutional. Let's listen to another clip now. All right, now let, let's take uh, Mrs. Joe Average living in Topeka, Kansas, and uh, she goes to the store and buys something with a credit card. NSA's got that right then? They, uh, they have electronic data. They, they'll collect uh, uh, financial act transactions, sure. She calls her friend Myrtle down the street. That phone is monitored, that call? Uh, not all of them, but a good many of them are recorded. Um, uh, certainly all of the fact that they, she made that call is, uh, is recorded and stored and, and what we call graft, that is building relationships. That's one of the real problems here. It, this is a violation of your First Amendment rights. Under the Constitution, you have the right to assemble um, free, free, free assembly, uh -huh. which means that uh, it doesn't say you have the right to free assembly as long as the government knows about it, which is what's happening when the telecommunications companies turn over all their records of phone calls to and from with duration. That tells them everybody you're contacting, your whole social network on the phone, uh, because it's a simple matter of doing a reverse lookup to see who that is that you're calling. Oh, you quit the agency because you said what they were doing is unconstitutional. Could you? That is clearly unconstitutional. But you can see clearly that it is an unconstitutional invasion of our privacy, of course, of the First Amendment, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, but also the First, Fourth, and Fifth Amendments. And what um, Mr. Binney is saying is that. They surveil you, the NSA, and then they use surveillance, like agencies like the Drug Enforcement Agency or others, but it could be against anybody. They can make, honestly, they can make case against anybody. If they want to make case against me, I'm sure they can find some reason. And they do that all the time. They say, oh, you lied about something, you know, or you perjured yourself or whatever to catch people. So they listen in on eavesdrop illegally, and then they make up some other find some other so-called legitimate intelligent law enforcement reason to catch a person, then they lie even to the Supreme Court and say, no, we, we never uh, do that. We don't listen in on people. We just use uh, regular law enforcement tactics. So, so that is, you know, absolutely and completely unacceptable. Oh, you quit the agency because you said what they were doing is unconstitutional. Could you, that is clearly unconstitutional, but the, why does the government keep on doing it? Um, that's, uh, 
the reason I've been able to, at least from what I can see in public in the public domain, is they're doing it for law enforcement worldwide. And um, uh, actually, the main users of this data are, in fact, FBI and the Drug Enforcement Administration and other law enforcement agencies in the in the country. And they, they, they use this data to find criminal activity, and then they go arrest people uh, based on this information. Uh, and uh, then they have to do a parallel construction, which means they use normal policing techniques that they would uh, be expected to use to find evidence that would justify and show probable cause for an arrest. Then they substitute that for the NSA data in the, in the courts. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's one of the one of the one of the things that happened uh, in challenging that process was one of the lawsuits was um, Amnesty International versus Clapper, and that made it to the Supreme Court. And uh, the only way they got rid of that was to basically lie to the Supreme Court and say that well, if anybody had any of this data used against them in the court of law or anything, that the defend the defendants would be told, and that was simply a lie. Nobody has been told to date. So we can see clearly that it's a violation of not just the First Amendment, but the Fourth Amendment to have freedom, you know, in your uh, of your possessions and your uh, yourself. In the Fifth Amendment, not to you know be used as a court in a court of law against you through this illegal surveillance. So clearly, all this is unconstitutional. So then the question remains, you know, what can we do about it? And we'll hear now from Mr. Binney one more time about, you know, the attitude of Americans and maybe why we are lax in this area. You know, I'm horrified at all this, and I'm sure the average of America, you know, most of the congressmen, are they, they come out of neighborhoods and they're elected by the people. Do you think Congress has even a clue to what you're talking about? Uh, probably not uh, not a complete clue, but I think that that's part of the reason that uh, Representatives Amosh and Conyers got a coalition of, uh, of members of the House to try to unfund NSA's activity last year. They almost made it by about 12 votes. They lost 12 by 12 votes, but they came pretty close for a first try. So there is a move in Congress to to limit and stop this. And it really is all of this activities. It's unconstitutional under the first, fourth, and fifth amendments. The first, because they're giving your your associations and everything. The government is collecting that data. The fourth, because they're looking at the content. It's not just metadata that they're collecting. It's content also. Um, and and uh, and the fifth, because they're using data that you you the content of data that you pass between your friends and neighbors and and uh, use that against you in a court of law. That's a violation of the Fifth Amendment. That, that is to have uh, you're not you're, you are claim you can claim the Fifth Amendment not to mm. testify against yourself. Well, that's a violation of that too. Uh, the average person doesn't have a vestige of knowledge of what you're talking about. They just trust their government. What are we going to do as citizens? Uh, well, you see, uh, th let me let me say something about that first. That's that's really the problem here in this country. You see, uh, from my where I see, what I see is, we have not had a dicta dictator in this country for almost since George the Third for almost 240 years. So we've been very comfortable over those 240 years, at least, kind of depending on our government to do the right thing. 
And that's what we've all been accustomed to them doing. That is, we trust them and have trusted them for a long time. And so uh, we don't have that knowledge of what dictators and dictatorial processes are. But if you look at it, the Germans today are the ones who are really uh, upset about this. And the reason they're upset is because they've got living memory of the Stasi and living memory of the SS and Gestapo. So they, they're very familiar with these techniques and procedures, and that's why they're very upset. To me, I think uh, the only way we can get out of this is to uh, fire everybody in D.C. <laughs> I think that's the only way to do it. You have to go out and vote. You have to get active. You can't stay quiet and let this happen. You have to stand up and oppose it. So to conclude, what can we do about this? Well, first of all, we've got to eject out of government by voting them out. All of these governors who have instituted these illegal lockdowns, some 43 of them, including Jim Justice here in West Virginia, he's got to go. He's completely incompetent anyway. But in this, this is definitely, you know, the final straw if there ever is one. I certainly didn't vote for him to begin with, believe me, you know. But in any case, you know, taking away all of our constitutional rights, especially in West Virginia, a rural state where there's nothing happening, but would be wrong in any state, but especially here, when, you know, studies are showing now these lockdowns made absolutely no difference, as they've been saying all along, there's no scientific base for lockdowns. Analyses show that there's no substantial statistical difference between the states that had them and didn't have them. Anyway. Getting back to the point at hand, we need to throw out all those legislators. And furthermore, we're going to be listing, like on our Urban Life Training website, all of the West Virginia state legislators. And I suggest you all do this with your state legislators in your state and their positions on health freedom and vaccine choice. Are they for, you know, giving people a, the right and freedom to... Um, how do you say? Have freedom. That's right. Not to have forced mandates. Now, here in West Virginia, unfortunately, we have the forced vaccine mandates. You cannot attend school if you don't have a full vaccination. However, in other states, the same thing's happening. We're in New York and in uh, California. They stripped the religious amendments. Um, Maine now and already, of course, we know Mississippi, West Virginia. And they're trying to do it in basically every state. So what we have to do is fire the legislators who are voting yes on these types of legislation. So you can look that up in your state. Or here in West Virginia, since no legislation ever comes up based on meeting with legislators and their positions, uh, as stated, we, we can know those things. So like here, we, we need to vote against like Mike Maroney. This guy's, this guy's the head of the health committee in the Senate. He even had, was um, soliciting prostitutes during the summer. And he never was removed from his position. Give me a break. This guy will be voted out in December. My deli, Paul Espinoza, he needs to go. Goodbye, Mr. Espinoza. You're out. This guy does not support freedom of choice. He takes money from pharma. He does not fight for the people. He doesn't give a crap. He doesn't even have time to meet with people like me. Only in Charleston. He's too daggum busy to meet his constituents. Goodbye, Mr. Espinoza. Anybody be better than him, I assure you. So we need to vote out these corrupt politicians who don't care about people and who don't support freedom of choice in health freedom and even really don't support freedom of choice in anything. This is a much 
broader issue than just health freedom. Because really, as I've been pointing out in my previous episodes, it's related. The game plan set. Don't think, oh, that's just in New York. Hey, there was a measles scare and they took away the measles religious exemption. That doesn't bother me. I'm in Idaho. Oh, well, don't be so sure. You know, it's coming down the pike in all states virtually. So I, I advise you to get, you know, at, in, how do you say, educated about that. Go to National Vaccine Information Center, check out your state. But also get active. Eject the politicians who were for these lockdowns. These are the very same ones who are against individual freedoms and health freedoms, i.e. Gavin Newsom. No coincidence. They were for ejecting people's rights and freedoms. Heck, they don't even have medical exemptions in California. They want to inject your child with vaccines, even if it'll kill them. Hey, they don't care. Literally, you know. So it's no surprise that that was the first state or the first or second state to take away freedoms. No surprise that Cuomo in New York is like a dictator, you know, take away everyone's freedoms. Uh, not surprising at all. So these are related topics. So what I'm trying to say through the program today is, you know, like um, William Binney has been saying in the interview we've been watching, this is something that's been going on. Now, I mean, if you consider from the time when he quit the NSA, this kind of surveillance has been going on almost 20 years. But uh, this kind of thinking has been going on much longer. As I pointed out also, President Eisenhower 60 years ago you know, uh, warned us of the military industrial complex, which I've also termed the vaccine industrial complex. And that's exactly what's happening. You have these uh, kind of corrupt government wonks like uh, Fauci in there who's giving money to, to the Wuhan lab for research, probably illegally, when there wasn't supposed to be any more funding for that. And then he's advising the president. What is he doing in there? He's completely corrupt. Who's on the vaccine initiative board for Bill Gates. And then he's supposed to be telling all of us what we're supposed to be doing for lockdowns when nothing is happening, but the whole economy is being destroyed. These people need to be ejected. Heck, people like him need to be in jail for crimes against humanity. I mean, really, you know, the kind of things you're doing to children and people, you know, with uh, taking away freedoms. So don't think and also, don't think it's just, you know, around the issue of vaccine choices, I've been saying, or health freedom. It's around all these related issues. You know, who, who said your governor had the right to tell you not to go out, not to congregate in more than five people, not to go to church, not to go to the park, not to go to one store, not to go to another one. Don't stand 5.5 feet from someone. Stand six feet. Don't go out without a mask if you're in certain states. This is all part of the same movement to control your life. And, you know, if they can inject substances into your children without your consent. I mean, they're doing it in West Virginia. I mean, you know, you could say you have a choice. Don't send your kids to school. Okay. But in fact, your taxpayer money is paying for schools and then you can't send your kids there. That's not freedom. And this is in West Virginia, you know, where they're supposed to have you know, more freedoms like Second Amendment rights. Yeah, right. Uh, not so. I mean, maybe we have Second Amendment rights, but these are basic human rights that we don't even have. We need them back. So the way we're going to get them back before it's too late, like um, uh, William Binney was explaining, we've got to eject 
everybody practically, 43 governors, they all need to go. The good ones, like, you know, the governor of South Dakota and those who were smart enough to uh, respect the Constitution, great. Governors like ours, um, Jim Justice, goodbye, good riddance. We don't need them. If you're not active enough to know what's going on and to vote, then don't complain when all your rights are taken away. You have nothing to say about it. Get out, vote, be active, be informed. Know what your legislators say about health, freedom, and vaccine choice. And know what they say. I'm sure you're quite aware now, and that's one advantage, that, hey, if you had to stay home and your governor violated your constitutional rights, which was like a great majority of the nation, then you need to eject that governor. Stat was, you know, as soon as they come up for election, maybe some states will have recall petitions before they come up for the election, for the regular election. Okay, so we've got to be aware, you know, what has happened to our God-given freedoms. And it didn't just happen now. The blessing or silver lining is that, you know, it's so in your face, it's so over the top that people should see it, you know. So I pray that we all do wake up and there will be a drive around the Capitol protest at noon this Saturday. That would be May 2nd um, in Charleston, West Virginia. So anybody who's anywhere near there should go over there and drive around the Capitol and make signs and honk your horn and let the governor know that you're not, don't appreciate him, you know, abrogating your constitutional rights. He didn't give us the constitutional rights and he can't take them away either. So I am your host, Richard Urban. I'm coming to you from Historic Harper Story, West Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Do be blessed and we will see you next week.